I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Syrupcast. The Syrupcast, in case this is your first time, is a podcast by Mobile Syrup in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. This is episode, wait for it, episode 200. Can you believe it, Pat? We're at episode 200. Oh man, it's 200 already. <laughs> it's, we've been recording this for a while, uh, but we're recording this episode on Tuesday, June 11th. Pat is about to get married this weekend. I am, so I'm told. Um, this week, uh, Pat is helping me to break down, uh, what happened at WWDC. Pat was on the ground for mobile syrup in beautiful San Jose or terrible San Jose, depending on your opinion. It was fine. Downtown Tan- San Jose is okay. It's just fascinating. Cause like you'll go over one street and it'll mm-hmm. look like a post-apocalyptic wasteland and then you'll go over another street and it'll be like beautiful and clean and really nice. I yeah, think, you uh, you went into Cupertino. I think the uh, the wage disparity in in San Jose is is very apparent. Ah, okay. Uh, so as I mentioned, we're talking about WWDC. Uh, in case you don't know, that's the Worldwide Developer Conference. It's an annual developer conference held by Apple. You know, one of the big three developer conferences. Uh, certainly, I think among next to Google I/O, probably the biggest of the year. Um, in yeah, terms probably, of importance, yeah. or uh, you know, they're probably of equal importance. At, at, at least for point. us, like we don't get a lot out of build, right? If anything, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the best place to start in terms of WWC is iOS 13. Um, Apple announced a host of improvements, and interestingly, they're not necessarily forking uh, the iPad into its own separate thing, but they're kind of forking. <laughs> it's more of like every time they talked about it um, in briefings and stuff. Uh, if anyone used the word forking, they kind of like clam up. Um, mm-hmm. I think Apple's official stance is that it's uh, a rebranding, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, but I think it's a rebranding that gives Apple much more freedom to mm-hmm. do what mm-hmm. they want with it, I guess is how and, I would put it. And I think it's like long overdue at this point because, you know, we've all been waiting for the iPad to turn into, to kind of live up to its potential, I think yeah. is the best way to describe it. Every, right? every single time I review an iPad Pro, I, I can't remember the specific headlines, but it's always like, it's almost there. It's, it's almost close. there. It's close. Yeah. I, I can almost use it for everything, but it still costs like a thousand dollars and I can't mm-hmm. do everything with it yet. Or very least, the things you really need to do it with sure. it, right? Yeah. Um, so why don't we start there? Because I think, you know, that for, you know, I'm not speaking for myself, but I think everyone included is really like, that's, I saw the most excitement with uh, iPad OS, right? Like mm-hmm. from people like MKBHD, like people who are really like excited to see what this represents. So can you run us through what they're doing there? Sure. Uh, one of the big things, and and I, and I guess it's a Mac OS Catalina feature, but also an iPad OS feature was Sidecar. Yes. Um, you can finally officially use uh, the iPad as a secondary screen with any mm-hmm. Mac device. Um, I watched it in action. It was really cool. 
Mm -hmm. Um, even the touch bar stuff that shows up on the iPad was really neat to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's something that should have existed a long time ago, but it just, it just hasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, there's other stuff like the way you cut and paste text is totally different now. There's kind of like a, a, not a, I guess you would describe it as a cursor and it's more fluid, very hard to describe, but seeing it in action, it's, it's much more intuitive than the magnifying glass system. Mm -hmm. Um, dark mode, obviously, which is also an iOS feature. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess the biggest stuff was kind of a revamp to the way multitasking works. So when, when you're using slide over, which is, uh, it's kind of like this side panel on the iPad pro, mm -hmm. um, you can now have multiple apps in there and you can sort of cycle through them in the same way that you would, um, I guess in the same way that you would when you have apps along the bottom of Mac OS. So mm -hmm. it gives you quick access to the apps that you use most. I think that was key. Um, and then the other huge thing is, uh, windows within apps. Mm -hmm. which is crazy that that's only coming to the iPad now. And I think that's going to make, um, particularly for what we do, uh, a huge difference. Oh, such a huge difference. Yeah. And then obviously there's actual file management now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, yeah. stuff's big too. Um, so with uh, if, if you plug in an external hard drive, it's going to be recognized, which mm -hmm. seems like a little thing, but it's huge. Mm -hmm. um, Third-party developers are also now able to recognize external like SD cards, USB keys, um, external hard drives directly within the app. Previously, like even something, um, for example, uh, what's a good one? Uh, like Creative Cloud, Lightroom Creative Cloud. I do a lot of photo editing, photo editing with Creative Cloud uh, on the iPad just because I really like using the pen to spot remove. No, totally, yeah. Um, and sort of one of the pain points is the fact that you, when you import photos from an SD card, which can plug directly into the iPad, thanks to USB-C with the 2018 iPad Pro, mm -hmm. um, you still have to import into Photos, mm -hmm. then into Lightroom. Mm -hmm. So then after I do that, I have to go back in and delete everything from Photos because I really don't need those high-resolution RAW <laughs> totally. files and Photos. Um, and then I leave them in Lightroom and sort of curate my library. Uh, it was really, really dumb. It just, I, yeah, it makes the workflow stupid. It's yeah. just another step, right? Like it wasn't a huge issue or anything, but it's, I'm glad, it's almost like Apple read the criticism that mm -hmm. people gave the 2018 iPad. Uh, Cause I think it was pretty much everybody of notoriety had like the same opinion about it. Like this thing's great. It's super powerful. I just wish it could do more. Um, and they took a lot of those criticisms and seemed to have applied them to iPad OS. Yeah. And I think that is, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, which is a big theme that I saw emerge at, you know, WWDC 2019 is Apple actually listening yep. to, or responding as much as they can or as much as they're willing to criticism. And we'll talk more about that with the Mac Pro. We we haven't seen them do that in a, in a long time. In a long time, right. Certainly, like, I can't remember the last time. No, I, I can't either. Right. Um, Sidecar for me was really interesting because I think, you know, like I've tried uh, apps like Duet, which is... Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, so uh, Duet uh, lets you... Uh, essentially, I believe it's with a USB-C uh, cable. You can do it. You connect your um, iPad to your Mac and then you can use it as a secondary screen. In theory, it sounds great, but in execution, I found it really wasn't great because um, just the scaling between the two displays doesn't really oh, work. So it doesn't then. scale like text and... Well, because uh, like it just doesn't look quite right. Okay. Right? So um, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see you know, once Catalina and iOS 13 come around, how Apple handles this. Cause I think there's like really a potential there for this to be, to work really well. I saw a brief demonstration of it and it looked 
spectacular. Like my yeah. first reaction was like, I'll finally bring my iPad Pro to the totally. Serp office and I'll leave it here mm-hmm. all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Just like I already have a secondary display, mm-hmm. but having that there is like this other form of interaction and mm-hmm. and even being able to edit photos by spot removal. Like I, I imagine, what are those... Um, well, and I saw someone, uh, what was incredible was someone shared um, on Twitter, they showed a GIF of, I believe they were using uh, Final Cut Pro uh, split across the two screens, right? And what was incredible was on the iPad screen, they were using the pencil and their finger to manipulate. At the every- same time, really? Yeah, well, just like they were interacting with every single element That's that cool. was on the iPad screen with that, right? So essentially, you like there's your... Um, uh, Touchscreen. That's what Mac, I was gonna say. Right? The or the uh, those Wacom, Wacom, yeah, yeah. Wacom tablets, sort of yeah, touch yeah. sensitive tablet things. Yeah, um, and you know I think there's also something to be said about like the fact that when it's baked into the OS at like the operating system level, it's just gonna work a lot better, right? Than this yeah. like kind of like third party app that's kind of jerry rigging it. Well, especially like when Apple does stuff like that, they typically do it right. Yeah, they like, take. They've, their, yeah, they've looked at what third party developers have done. Um, and unfortunately, usually take what they've accomplished and do a better job of it, which which sucks. For and them. then put them out of business. Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm sure. I, I think Duet Duet said that uh, they're moving to making uh, remote access apps or something like that. But I, I don't yeah. expect the company to be around for much longer once Catalina releases. Yeah, or you know, hopefully they're around. <laughs> yeah. Um. So iOS 13 also like. Pretty significant improvements, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, dark mode was huge. There's a, yeah. a massive response to that. Uh, I think one of the questions I heard a lot was like, why is this taken so long? Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is fair. Uh, it, it looked great. Like mm-hmm. everything looked awesome. Uh, I think- So we, you got to see the dark mode. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah one yeah. of the things that I kind of question is how quickly developers are going to adapt to it. Like I know mm-hmm. a lot of apps already have a dark mode and those will mm-hmm. obviously automatically be turned on. Um, Apple's response to that was sort of like, well, developers aren't going to want to be left out. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess my question is like, there's a lot of older apps out there that I use that probably aren't updated that frequently. Like they may not even get a huge update when a new uh, version of iOS drops. Mm -hmm. So that would be a pretty jarring experience. You're going through all these dark mode apps and then, um, all of a sudden you hit one that hasn't been adapted and it just blinds you. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like it's probably going to be better than it is on Android, right? Where, yeah, because they, they have more control over, right. over what third parties are and doing. And I think also, you know, like, I think the biggest thing was just that, like, there seemed to, with iOS anyway, there seems to be at least some kind of cohesive vision of what dark mode should look like. Yep. Whereas on Android, it's a bit more still uh, some of a Wild West in terms of that, right? Like, I, I assume that what Apple was going to do was like make it an App Store approval process, that you mm-hmm. had to have a dark mode or you couldn't be okay, in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. App Store anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But they're not. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're right. And, and like they have enough control over what developers are doing that they can kind of make that happen without making it, a, mm-hmm. I guess, a hard and fast rule. So mm-hmm. I, I really hope that it, it works out. Uh, so another really long overdue uh, improvement, a swiping keyboard. Yes. Um, so I, I like a lot of people are hyped about that. Like developers were cheering for five minutes after they mm-hmm. showed that off. I, I don't like swipe typing. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that do. So that's just a, another Patrick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, like you just said, that's long overdue. Like it should have been around a long yeah. time ago. I'm kind of of the mind where like 
it's it's a nice to have when you need it, right? Like I prefer to probably like you just to type with my thumbs. Yeah, it's right? just what I've done forever, right? Like mm-hmm. with a lot of tech products, I wouldn't say I'm stuck in my ways, but I have a certain way of doing things and a certain. But workflow. that's anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. you and, know. And I think that when you introduce new stuff to it, sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Here I will say like it's nice to have that just when you need to use the phone with one hand, right? Yeah, one of the, one of the demonstrations I saw was using swipe typing on the iPad with the little tiny keyboard yes with, yes. with the ipad yeah. os tiny one-handed keyboard and i was like mm-hmm. that is sick i would do that all the time mm-hmm. uh so what else do we have major performance improvements i think that's kind of expected yeah. at this point bug fixes and such um new find my functionality this was really cool they're yeah, somehow gonna use bluetooth to like find if in case uh like you can't find a device even if the device is off too yeah I that's think. the yeah that's it um it, it kind of reminded me of what tiles doing with their crowdsource mm-hmm. network um which i'm sure tiles not happy about but it, it seemed <laughs> really cool i mean the funny thing about all these companies you know i think tile uh and uh, do it certainly like it is former apple employees for <laughs> sure think, yeah you know arrow's another one uh you know not that apple is building anything wi-fi related yeah but that was, you know, a company founded by people who had worked on the um, the Air Extreme or the, oh, whatever cool. the Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Another big one for me was re- the Reminders app. Yes, finally, Reminders. Like, yes. I always so I have lists that I make in Google Keep of like stuff I need to get done at work or like mm-hmm. just daily chores or whatever I got to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not really the most efficient way of doing that because you can't. Mm-hmm. To my understanding, you can't set. Um, Actually, maybe you can, but it's not very intuitive. You can set like scheduled reminders. Mm-hmm. This is like baked right into the OS with with iOS 13, and it's really yeah. easy and accessible. And so, beyond just uh, reminders, also Safari is getting some enhancements. Mails is getting enhancement. Notes, um, and you know, it's interesting because it's there are replacements for all these apps that are really well, like really polished on the um, uh, App Store, but none of them stick like the first party ones from Apple yeah. just because they're on the iPhone, right? Especially for people that aren't us who who know yeah. things about apps and download stuff. Like my mom uses all of the Samsung apps for the most part with the only exception being Gmail, right? Yeah. Because that's baked into uh, it's just Android. There. Yeah. It's just there, right? Yeah. And that's what I think the average iPhone user does too. Um, this one is going to be interesting to just see how significant if at all the improvements are and that's apple maps right so it's getting like a street view um notably they're like we invested a lot into kind of like essentially like street view cars to go around i saw one on the weekend oh did you i was uh driving down lakeshore i don't remember where i was going and i saw one uh and i wasn't so i wasn't driving Uh, my partner was and i was like turn around we got to take a picture of it yeah so we tried to uh chase it down and get a picture but it was it was long gone oh i didn't so but that's interesting to hear that they're actually working on in canada right like yeah uh we we got like when you were on vacation too we got a couple of reports of like ones driving around in north york um i think someone saw one in oakville we had some from uh in vancouver too just readers sending us Mm -hmm. pictures uh so like that feature um what's it called it's not street view it's not street view but essentially it is street view view. um that feature hasn't been confirmed to launch in canada right like u.s first yeah yeah, u.s first these cars are driving around so like it's safe to assume that canada will be included in in the launch at some point probably Yeah. yeah um did they demo that at all to you in a briefing no um they really only showed off the new photos app in terms mm-hmm. of the new apps and the briefing and the reminders app mm-hmm. um i i mean like the new map stuff looked cool like mm-hmm. i like the idea of having actual 
kind of depth and structures on the map. I think that kind of separates a little, a mm-hmm. little bit from Google Maps and the new Apple's take on Street View was far more fluid than Street View. You could kind mm-hmm. of like actually drive seamlessly down the street mm-hmm. by clicking clicking through. Whereas I mean, like, we'll see how it works. Yeah, like, when, it, yeah, when it's yeah, actually yeah. out. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it looks cool on, on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, again, Apple Maps has been a disaster for so long and like Google Maps is just so good. I don't, mm-hmm. they have such a head start. Like I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's funny you mentioned the kind of uh, the Apple Street View cars when there was like just this uh, other morning I saw a Google one. So they're like continually you know, making their maps even better. And they have right. like a 15 year head start, right? So, or certainly like a significant head start. So the feature is called look around. I just look looked around. it up. Yes. Um, which is not a good name, but I, maybe it is. It really explains what you're doing, I guess. Right. You are, you looking, are looking around. around. Yeah. There you go. Um, I think, you know, for just the sense I got was this feature, which I would just mention in a sec is probably the one that people were most, hyped about uh just gauging by the reaction and that's kind of the apple sign-in right and there are other enhancements they're doing in terms of privacy one that's really interesting is that you can share your location one time which i think is such a good uh tweak um the individual email addresses was huge with sign in too yeah um as someone who's suffered from fraud like that's a pretty Huge. huge prevent prevention of that happening and so for uh correct me if i'm wrong but as far as i understand it is now in or will be in the uh, App Store terms of service that if you offer Google and Facebook sign-in, you must also offer Apple yep. sign-in. Right? I, I asked about that specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you offer, offer Google or Facebook sign-in, you have to offer Apple sign-in as well. Mm-hmm. It's unclear like what the placement's going to look like, whether Apple sign-in has to be on the top. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of a discrepancy about that. Couldn't really get a straight answer. But um, yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's now an app store rule that if you offer those ways of signing in, you also have to offer Apple mm-hmm. sign-in. Uh, so did you uh, update one of your iOS devices to 13? I have not. I yeah. don't have a developer profile. Yes. Um, so I haven't done that. Okay. I usually okay. just wait for the public betas. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably for the yeah. best, yeah. Because from what I've read, uh, 13 is quite buggy at this point, which is to be expected. Yeah, yeah. And, and like it's it's a little in the weeds, but the rules of like what media are allowed to write about in terms of developer access and stuff like that get a little murky and confusing. So Mm -hmm. I think most outlets just wait until the public betas are out and then go to town on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overall, have our impressions of 13? I thought it was great. Uh, It's not a huge update, obviously. Like I Mm -hmm. think I did a story where it's like iOS 13 is full of the minor updates you've been waiting for, like that type of thing, because it's, Mm -hmm. it's not an overhaul of the operating system. It looks very much the same, but there's a lot of um, interesting little things that I think a lot of people are going to like. Yeah, lots of like quality of life. Right? Yeah, like I, I mentioned about it with iPad OS, but like cutting and pasting text sucks with iOS. I think it also sucks with Android, but mm-hmm. from what I saw in terms of the demonstration of iOS 13 and, and cutting and pasting text, it, it, it's a much more intuitive method that Apple's come mm-hmm. up with. 
That's interesting because I always thought it was like uh, the kind of pointer in iOS, in just iOS, was way better than, really? than in Android, okay. right? Um, but then it's still like you're comparing, you know, pi- pigs basically, yeah, right? They're, they're <laughs> both not great. I, yeah. I mean, I just like I, I've tried to use the iPad Pro before to do mm-hmm. work, right? And like we edit people's work all day and like mm-hmm. trying to move that little cursor over the exact text that you want was really hard with the magnifying glass. Yeah, And, and it sh- looks like it's going to be easier. I haven't tried it personally, so I don't know, but it really looks like it's going to be much easier. Yeah. And I should also mention, so one of the like little features that Apple did not mention is there is now mouse support. Um, it's an accessibility yep. feature, so it's not uh, like kind of full fledged, but I really do hope they kind of build that out just because a mouse would make it so much more usable in a professional setting, right? Like yeah. just because you can move quicker, you can move quicker, they right? Really, it really comes down to that, right? They really Instead didn't of want to, to talk about that. Oh yeah, that, like that was not a thing that they wanted to uh, speak about. Um, yeah, which I thought was interesting because Apple's always about accessibility, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. It was fascinating to to watch the discussion around. Uh, that feature because mm-hmm. someone asked about it right? yeah someone yeah. asked about it and it was basically like yeah it exists yeah that, that was kind of the, the answer to, to that oh. question i mean i think it all comes down to like they don't want to replace the mac but the, also uh, goes against their whole ethos where like uh, apple's under the belief that touch interaction is the future of computing right like yeah. the ipad is apple's vision for the future of how computers will work Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's necessary. Even if that feature true. is not great, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that, that's what they believe, right? And mm-hmm. and um, I guess in the company's mind, like adding mouse support to the iPad is a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Steve Jobs said uh, if they uh, if you ever saw a stylus, oh they yeah, would blow it. So it was one of my favorite parts of the, the Steve Jobs book. That's yeah. great. Um, before we get to Mac Pro, anything else um, that we need to touch on? I don't think so. I think those are the big, the big highlights from iOS. I can't think of anything. Yeah, else. I mean, I guess we uh, could talk a bit about Catalina, but I think Sidecar really, as it relates to mobile syrup, is the most. Sidecar was, yeah. Like I didn't do a roundup of Mac OS features for a reason, not just because it's not the core of what we cover, but because yeah. there wasn't, at least for me, anything super interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's the evolution of Marzipan, um, yeah. but like those apps still look like iOS apps on Mac OS. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that they are. I mean, it's great that they can now exist on Mac OS. Would I ever use one? No, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, unless mm. it's an app I really, really want. So uh, there's not a heck of a lot to say about Mac OS. Um, so I would be remiss not to mention new Memoji customization. Most people were like rolling their eyes. Oh, the makeup at, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought it was like a very clever. I thought it was sick. Yeah. I like it's not something that I would really use, but I definitely think a lot of people are going to be hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Memoji are generally pretty, pretty generic. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really add a lot of personality to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that like the piercings and all the stuff that you can add to them now, um, fun. make them more interesting. It's fun. It's a fun, a fun little thing. All right. So Mac Pro, I think, is both important and not important at all. Yeah, in the sense that so that's a great way to say it. No one that works at Mobile Syrup, and I think I'm fairly safe to say, like no one that reads Mobile Syrup will even consider buying this. No, but what is I think significant about this is it the kind of does show a different Apple, right? Which is kind of you know the trash can 
was this very impractical device when you got really down to it. Yep. Uh, huge misstep and kind of the trash can and that kind of everything that has followed it has kind of defined this Tim Cook Apple, which is like form over function, right? Like MacBook Pro, beautiful com- looking computer, not a great computer. With the new cheese grater design, yes, it is an old design, but it is very functional, right? Like it was really interesting to read what you wrote about it and all the little things they built into the it. Whole, the whole uh, top like, just pulls off, right? Pulls off. You can, you can, all anyone wanted from a Mac Pro was like insane modularity and yeah. that's what they delivered. And I think that is a really good sign. You can say it looks ugly as sin. I don't necessarily disagree. But I, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm of like two minds about it. I think it looks ridiculous, but also super unique at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it stands out. Like I would never not know what that computer is. Like I'll never forget that that's the Mac Pro. Yeah, totally. But in a way, it's super ugly at the same time. So yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I appreciate that they did something totally different and it doesn't look like any other like industry level desktop that you've seen out there on like mm-hmm. a huge rack or something, but also it's still kind of, kind of ugly. Um, on the flip side, I, so while I think it is a good sign that it is like very modular and that they've listened to, um, you know, what their professionals need, I think it is also kind of like an, the, and I'm talking specifically about the stand for the, uh, yep. XDR display. Um, it is kind of this current Apple at its worst, which is like very tone deaf. Um, yeah, it, was, it was fascinating how they, they dealt with like questions about the stand. Um, <laughs> so their whole thing was like, so you can buy the Pro XDR display for what is it like six five ninety nine five ninety nine or something American, but you don't need the stand because the people that are buying this won't want the stand because mm-hmm. it'll be production companies that have like these um, above desk editing bay. Mm-hmm. Mon- um, like arms and monitor stands that are pre-existing mm-hmm. um, which I'm like oh okay cool so like you don't want to charge people the thousand dollars for the stand unless they really want it and then I'm like but wait a minute why are you charging a thousand dollars for the stand right. in the first place so like again I understand like I, I at first I was kind of I was kind of shocked that people were so angry about it like I, I remember mm-hmm. reading like some Engadget thing about how stupid the stand was I was like okay I, I get it I get it but I, I don't think anyone's gonna buy it mm-hmm. the stand yeah I I don't because then, then again like I don't know who beyond like Pixar or Disney mm-hmm. or like a professional very very high-end like photography studio um, who that monitor is truly for it's for those people mm-hmm. to my understanding yeah I think um, you know had they like there are some suggestions, right? Which one was like, they should have just said the monitor costs, uh, whatever, six ninety nine, right? And yep. then when, you know, down the line, when it's finally out in a, you know, the real world, there's a configuration option yeah, where you can just like sense. take off the stand and yeah, you get a thousand dollars off. And that's like, oh, that's cool. Cause then it like kind of, I mean, no, I don't, there's, there can't be anything about the stand that really no, justifies a thousand dollars, even if it is like a marvel of engineering. And in any way you look at it, like that's a crazy price for a stand, right? And you know, the great comparison I saw was like, you know, uh, I can't remember how many years ago, but you know, Apple used to have a nine nine hundred ninety nine dollar display that was like for its price, best in class, yeah, right, and. 
it just again speaks to how the company's kind of lost touch where it doesn't feel like they want to make products that make technology more accessible right it's just appealing to this like very rich class of creators or not even creators i don't even know what they're like that that was the thing that confused me like when i first saw it i was like oh this is for like the mkbhds of the world that really want to do hardcore color correction on their work mm-hmm. and need something that has that ridiculous contrast ratio and they need a monitor that has hdr because they're filming in hdr mm-hmm. and they're releasing content in hdr um but then like the more they talked to me about it i was like that's not even for this dude like it's not for him and his massive studio mm-hmm. this is only for pixar like pixar and, yeah like i keep coming back to that because like it, or dreamworks or whatever um mm-hmm. and because there's even like i heard some chatter that like they're not going to sell it in apple stores that like, makes sense like you won't yeah. be able to buy it in a store because they don't expect anyone to buy it that mm-hmm. isn't a production company that's going to be ordering it mm-hmm. um which then it, then I was like, why are you showing this off at a developer conference mm-hmm. and not just releasing this with a press release sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think like I think you nailed the head when hit the nail on the head when we first started talking about this. Like, it's a great example of Apple finally listening to people, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's also Apple being very out of touch because I think mm-hmm. they easily could have made a lower configuration of maybe both the monitor. Um, and the desktop that was for regular people or Mm -hmm. like high-end prosumer or whatever. Yeah. Um, But that's obviously not what they're trying to do with it. So one thing I did read about the Mac Pro is that they did have kind of like an external group of people that came in and advised the company on the design of it and what professionals wanted from it. And I think that's like a really promising sign in the sense that, you know, hopefully Apple got a group to come in and advise on the Mac Pro, right? Like Mm -hmm. a much more consumer-facing product um and the iMac uh, also like kind of long overdue for a refresh at this yeah. like a there's substan- one coming right so s- same both computers are probably in there's like a redesign coming yeah so i hope that's like a really positive sign that we'll actually get something that like is very functional on the other hand i'm like still worried that there's that you know like there's the chance that they're going to do something so tone deaf with these machines they could Right. Um, I mean, WWDC was a good example of Apple listening in, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they are convinced that the uh, the Mac the MacBook Pro design is like the way forward, uh, particularly with the keyboard. Wow. Um, and like I've I've had issues with the keyboard over the last little bit. I had issues with the display. I got the display replaced. Mm-hmm. I had like that banding problem after going to mm-hmm. MWC. I guess not this year but last year Mm -hmm. um and then like i'm in a constant battle with the keyboard where i'm i'm like spraying it with compressed air i'm Mm -hmm. cleaning it all the time i leave like a little sheet of paper in between the keyboard and the screen like i go the full the full like nine yards with trying to prevent it from happening and Mm -hmm. um even with all those precautions i still run into like the t key sometimes produces two letters yeah um and the n key just doesn't work sometimes Mm -hmm. um and i think reading the um the iFixit teardown mm-hmm. was where I was like finally like, oh shit, like this isn't just debris. The keyboard could be fundamentally broken inside it. Mm-hmm. Like the the keycaps, I think they're called. Well the like the material doesn't really make a difference, right? Is yeah. what they essentially came down to, right? Yeah, well I, I thought initially that like, oh it's just dust, right? Like if yeah. I clean it hard enough, the dust will come out and it'll be fine. But like apparently the keycaps can get bent in, mm-hmm. inside it, right? From just pressing keys. Uh, too yeah, often, the tolerance too is so thin. 
Yep. Yeah. That's so, so yeah. I, I think that's my, my keyboard. Like I'm going to get it fixed at some point in the next little bit, mm-hmm. um, because it's included in the repair program. But I, I don't know if that's like an acceptable thing to, to, for someone to spend all this money on uh, a laptop only to know that they're going to have to replace the keyboard at some point. And mm-hmm. then that keyboard that it's being replaced with will be the same one and it will just break again. Yes. Like that's the definition of insanity in a, in a way. Uh, yeah. Anyway, on that note, that's probably a good place to end. Uh, any shout outs, Pat? The only, I just want the one thing oh, yeah, I yeah, wanted go to ahead. mention was with watchOS six. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the only thing worth talking about that um, is just that finally, 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 um, there's apps that run independently on the Apple Watch. And there's going to be an app store, right? And the, yeah, there'll yeah, be yeah, the yeah. app store as well. And I think that's that's long overdue. Um, and I'm glad that it's happening. I don't use watch apps on the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't expect that that's going to change anything. But I know there's a fair amount of people out there that do. Mm-hmm. And this will probably um, uh, be a great move for them. And, mm-hmm. it, and it supports all the way back to the... Um, not the like the OG Apple Watch, but the Series One, mm-hmm. the version of the OG Apple Watch that has the the Series T processor, mm-hmm. um, which is a cool move by Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'll shut up. Uh, shoutouts. Uh, <laughs> what was my shoutout going to be? Um, what was your favorite thing at E3? Oh, man, I haven't. I'm old and uh, hate everything now, so there wasn't really a ton that I liked. I liked the um, uh, the Halo Infinite trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I liked that. Uh, they're kind of throwing back to the OG Halo Combat Evolved look of the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. It was a good tease. Then I saw the 2020 and was like, oh, man, 2020 is so far away. I don't care. Um, I guess I guess my shout-out would go to Nintendo for bringing back um, Link's, Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. I just watched the trailer shortly before we um, uh, started recording this, and that's a game that I grew up playing. It means a lot to me. I spent a really long time trying to finish that Zelda because mm-hmm. uh, I played it a lot at my parents' cottage where I don't have internet access. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me a really long time to beat it, and I was sort of forced to figure things out um, to my own devices. Back in the day. I yes. couldn't rely on game FAQs and walkthroughs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad they're bringing back a lesser-known but still beloved, uh, very unique as well, uh, Zelda game. Uh, so I guess just keeping things on theme... There's a new Breath of the Wild or a sequel, right? Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Um, it looks hype. I can't. Uh, I mean, probably not like a couple years away at this point, right? But yeah, I, I mean, I was super sarcastic about it at first. Like, oh, surprise! Nintendo's making another Zelda game. But I think the key thing is like it's a direct sequel, yeah. which we don't see Nintendo do a lot, and mm-hmm. um, it looked cool. Breath of the Wild remains one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and I'm glad that they're going to continue that story in that kind of direction of the series. So I think mm. I think it's definitely it, it was probably one of the most surprising and most interesting things for me three so far. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at at Patrick underscore O'Rourke and on MobileSyrup.com. I'm at Igor Bonifacic. That's I G U R B O N I F A C I C. And you can also find my work at Mobile Syrup. And Mobile Syrup you can find on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, mobile syrup uh, thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next week see you